Hey guys. So today you and I are going to talk about single point of failures. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, hi Frederick, as the software engineering tech lead, how can I avoid being this being a single point of failure? <clears throat> you have to follow the saying if you don't have to do it make somebody else do it or delegate 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 everything and then put up an environment where personal accountability is built in to the mix that is what I would suggest so the way that I usually structure my teams uh, is that I I start by learning all the things. I have the same process every time and it's been working pretty well. The first thing is what I call the code inventory or doing inventory basically because I believe that if you're going to be the leader of anything or any, if you are going to have any responsibility, it doesn't matter if it's like for a country or for a little league team or something like that, your first priority should be to figure out, all right, where is everything? What do we have? What are the things that I'm supposed to be responsible for? And then that takes however long it takes. And so that's the first thing. And when I've uh, done the inventory, which usually takes a week or two, depending on how much code and how, how bad the documentation is, uh, and so forth and so forth, I usually, as I go through it, I sort of create I create my own checklist okay so these are the observations I make like I noticed we have this we have that this needs to be fixed we should probably create a store for this etc etc you get like a really long list of to do's or observations that you've made and then when you're done with the in with the inventory you sit down and you write down what do you have to learn or rather what are the things that you have to go through in order to get access to all the different services and things like that and then you start writing guides as you go along like step-by-step -step guides like first you talk to that person they give you this password or like this access and then you uh, apply for an account you do this you do that etc etc just playbooks or like you document all the things I usually put uh, it it's all up always almost always put all of the documentation and the guides in the source code next to the code it's like uh, the production code in a docs folder of some sort in something like that in just markdown files and then you are finally when you've done all of this you are now ready to structure up a work process which inherently shares the burden of leadership with your team and as I've said a few times before, usually I think about the tech lead position as being a sergeant or something like that, in, or like a squad leader in a war, or like in, a, in the army or something like that, where your goal is to prepare all of the members of that squad to take over leadership and responsibility, or at the very least execute the mission, if you go down in combat. If you are unavailable, you go down, you get sick, etc, etc, they should still be able to carry on without you. And the only way they're going to learn how to do that is by understanding that there is a shared responsibility for them to know the documentation. There's a shared responsibility to know what's going on. You are not allowed in my team to be a code monkey. I don't work with code monkeys that don't take the time to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. 
you find yourself uh, working in another team very quickly if that is the case and the it's not like everybody has to be a philosopher or anything like that but as I like to say the things that are shared like the common stuff the actual knowledge of where are all the systems how do you get access how do you onboard a new member how do you host a meeting what meetings do we have what type of principles do we hold uh, have these are non-optional when you work with me you know them that's end of story if you don't we will not work together so once that's established I know that it's not going to be perfect. I know that the commitment some people feel to their work is lower than others, but I know that they know it. Which means that when I am away or I need to go to a meeting or something like that, usually what happens is that they check with me for confirmation. Can I do this depending on how secure they are in what they're doing, right? Etc, uh, etc. Et and then I usually just have to tell them, yep, it's in the documentation, or yep, you already know how to do this, and I can show you again, but etc, etc. Like the, 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 there's no like, oh, I didn't know how to do this. That is a non, we get to a state where that is not an acceptable answer. Some people do, still, like they try to, like they fuck up, and then they try to make excuses, etc, etc, and then it's usually very uncomfortable to them, because the, it is their boss knows, my boss knows, everybody in the team knows that that is not, like, they, they have no excuse because they know full well that they are responsible for knowing how to work within the team. And although that might sometimes put a bit of pressure on people, it is the most healthy thing that you can have because if you don't have it, you are going to have co-workers who don't give a shit and that is when you become the single point of failure because if you give a shit you will organically become the only person who knows how who knows how to do things and for better or for worse it is better to have coworkers who feel a little bit uneasy about the fact that they are expected to know stuff than it is to have people who don't feel any accountability whatsoever which means that the whole thing shuts down when you're not around now, apart from these things, one thing that I also do is that I establish a, I call a support person. It's basically like being on call for the ops people, and that is on a rotation. So, checking bugs, taking care of ad hoc requests, etc. Responding to like messages in the team chats where like other parties connect with us, etc., etc. All that stuff is the responsibility of the support person. And the reason why we have that person on our rotation is because when new members come in or when people in general work as part of the team, some people are more helpful than others. But as I said, my goal is not to have someone just sit there in code because it's convenient to them. That's what they can do as long as they're not a support person, but they should know how to do it. Same thing with the soldier. I don't care if one, if we're in a war, life and death situation. I don't care what your relationship is with, you know, navigation or guns or whatever. There is survival needs now, and you need to know this stuff. And I need to be able to trust that you can fire a gun or navigate or set up a fire or like you know these sorts of things. If we're in that situation together, and it's the same thing in the team. I need to know that all of my team members knows how to maintain the, uh, the the team while I'm not there, which happens a lot when you're the tech lead, and depending on the company, uh, you might have a lot of meetings, and then you can't take care of some things, and you will have to ask somebody else, can you take care of this, and if they don't know how to do it, well, as I said, that's on you.
as the leader that is you that should be your responsibility uh, because you have the authority usually to make all of this happen it's just that you have to do the work to put all these things in place so what I want you to take away from this is that avoiding being the single point of failure is one part that you need to share the knowledge. You yourself needs, need to know all the sort of things that are going on. You don't have to know everything or be a master of everything, but you need to know what the area of responsibility is. And then you need to document things that are unclear, etc., etc. Put expectations, especially in writing, because that is very powerful. A lot of people who try to make excuses or trying to shy away from taking responsibility. They say that they don't really understand or they didn't know, etc., etc. Then you just point over and over to that documentation because even if it's, even if they like it, that argument falls so quickly when it's written down, because it's embarrassing. Because most people, as I said, like they haven't read the documentation. I know that they haven't read the documentation. It's just that I'm using that as a weapon against their laziness and incompetence because they have not taken the time and then you with a smile say oh don't worry about it there's written right there when they do that two or three times in front of myself and the rest of the team and like the managers and so forth they get very good at reading the, the documentation before they make those sorts of claims usually and then you make sure that all the team members get some practice in running things while you are away because if they're not accustomed to running things or taking responsibility it's not gonna go so well when you have to have them do that so you put a rotation on a support person which sort of takes care of the daily stuff like logs bugs investigates things etc etc and then I usually do it on a weekly basis which gives everybody a little tiny tiny piece of being a tech lead for a week or something like that because a lot of the stuff that is comes with the territory apart from the meetings is this sort of stuff and so far I've had a lot of very great success with this sort of setup and I like to joke and say that the only difference between me and my junior software developers if we talk if we exclude like the experience levels and so forth is that I have to sit in meetings and they are they are perfectly per perfectly capable of running the entire show without me and I'm trying to get them to understand that you know all these things that you do when you're the support person and the documentation all that stuff that's like 90% of what I do apart from the actual coding I'm just a software developer because the tech lead position is usually not like this high up uh, like uh, position that gives you a lot of authority you just have a lot of responsibilities when it comes to managing the team and the deliverables and preparing work for other software developers and that as I've said before can be done by anyone even a junior software developer you just need to have the organizational skills and administrative mindset to set things up so that they work smoothly have a great day